Hello, my name is King Navasa, and you're listening to Celebrating Caymanians Overseas, Out of Sight, Not Out of Mind. Today we're introducing Swahil Householder, a Caymanian living in Indiana with her family, who currently serves as the financial controller at Anderson University and is a doctoral student at Ball State University. Swahil is also one of the Cayman Connection Regional Directors for the USA. I even found out that this remarkable lady was even Miss Teen at one point. And where would Donkey years ago by the axe about that too? Let's get her on the line. Okie dokie. So today we have with us Swahil Householder, Caymanian research student living in Indiana. Is that, is, did that sum it up? Actually, how about you introduce yourself for us, Swahil? Sure. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, <clears throat> I am currently living in Anderson, Indiana, which is uh, central uh, to the state of Indiana. And um, I currently serve as the financial controller for Anderson University, <clears throat> which is a faith-based private institution. And I am currently pursuing a doctorate in higher education at Ball State University. Oh, uh, wait. So you're doing your, you're working at Anderson yes. University and you're yes. attending Ball State. Correct. Ooh. So is that, uh, you're, you're, the P, you're a PhD candidate. Is that the right, is that what they call it? Um, actually, it's a, an EDD, which is mm. more of an education um type of degree but it's still a doctorate mm -hmm. edd okay yeah. and what 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 is can tell us more about that in terms of um what are you what is your focus yeah so the focus is higher education my cognate which um some might uh understand it better as like a minor is in com mm. the community college and you know, I've been working in higher education for about 13, 14 years uh, in the business office at Anderson University, mm. um, serving in various roles. And I, I never, when I got started, you know, it was my alma mater. I came to Anderson University as a student, international oh. student as at the age of 16. And I pretty much grew up on this campus and just fell in love with the people in the community. And when it was time for me to graduate, you know, I left, but I came back. Um, I say I come back for love, but I come back, came back for love for two reasons. My husband is from Anderson, and uh, we moved to the Cayman Islands when we got married. We were there for five years, and then we moved back to Anderson. And when we did that, um, it was a time for me to take a break from work, working. I had been working in private equity and came in, and... I had basically burned myself out. It was a really hard um, start. Starting my career as an accountant back home, I burned myself out. I worked really hard, mm. and so it, we decided I'd take a break. And I took a break so we could start a family. And then I realized that I needed to work because I, <laughs> mm. you know, I needed to get. I needed to get back. No, and that wasn't the bills. It's just mm. that I, my brain, you know, is that if I was going to be a good mother, I needed to work. Oh. I needed to be able to to engage um, with, uh, you know, in leadership and decision making at a level I wasn't going to be able to do at home. So mm -hmm. an opening, uh, uh, you know, was available in the business office at Anderson University for a budget accountant. And I applied for it as my alma mater. And it was literally down the street from where we were living. 
and um, that's what started me in um, higher education. And I, I, I just started working because I'm an accountant and they needed a budget accountant. And so, yeah, I could do this. And this is my alma mater. This is cool to be back at my community that I love so much as a student. And <clears throat> that's what got me started. And I've just mm -hmm. been, a, I just love the air. Like, I, I didn't know that you could study higher education. I didn't know you could I didn't know become either. an expert, you know, an expert in anything. Um, it was being at the university that I learned that you could get a master's and then you can advance to a doctorate. You could teach at the college level. And mm. um, anyway, so... Uh, in, in working in, in higher education for this long, I reached a point where I, I said, you know what, I have a master's and I have an MBA at Anderson as well. And I actually have the credentials now to advance to a doctorate. And so I decided, you know, that maybe that was my next step. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's what I'm working on. Um, I'm one of my goals, and people ask all the time, "What do you plan to do with that doctorate?" They assume that I want to be an academic, that I want to teach, and that's not true. Um, mm -hmm. I actually want to serve as a vice president of finance or chief operating officer for a private institution. If that happens at Anderson, that would be wonderful. Mm. Um, but you know, I you know we're a faith-based institution. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a Christian, and mm -hmm. um, in my faith, I strongly believe that wherever God calls me, that's where I will go. So I really don't have any idea what will happen when I'm done in the next three years. But um, just kind of an open book, waiting to hear what God has in store. Hey, amen. I love that. Literally, you laid it all out. <laughs> you laid it all out. And what I noticed is... You said you started off in accounting. Is that your? Is that where your passion lies? The numbers and I can't say that's where my passion the lies. The math. And... It, it's where I'm. It's what I'm good at. You're good at. You're good at it. Okay. Because yeah, I'm not. Even you when mm -hmm. you just said math, I am not good at math. You cannot ask me to add in my head. I am not good at math. I'm good at Excel, and then I'm good at using a calculator. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, my jaw dropped because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. But but. But I, can, I see your point. That's true. Yes, That's yes. true. And knowing what to put in the calculator is a skill, mm -hmm. a high-level skill. Mind you, I struggle. <laughs> Ask me to work out standard deviation. But <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about you as a Caymanian living in Indiana. How is that? And, and what is it? Was there any element of culture shock when you moved there? Like, oh I know it's home now, but you know, can you think back to when you first got there? It was like, what kind of culture shocks? Like, what was young Swahil feeling? Yeah. So, like I said, I came over at the age of 16, so mm -hmm. I was quite young. Um, you know, and as a Caymanian, um, our vacations, um, uh, when we go for shopping overseas, we go to the United States. And mm -hmm. so, um, I had been accustomed to traveling to Florida, to Miami specifically, um, on an annual basis. So I, I understood the culture as a tourist, I guess. Um, but I thought that that was what life was like, you know, the, the experiences that I had um, <clears throat> as a tourist coming over the, to the U.S. Um, but when I came over um, to Indiana, mind you, it's far from home, you know. Mm -hmm. Indiana is not Florida. 
Um, it is landlocked. There's no ocean to see. Um, you do have to be intentional about finding water if you want to see a lake, for instance. Um, and I came over at the time, my boyfriend, um, uh, Caymanian as well. So we both came over and we had intention of getting married. And you know, we were going to college together. It was going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but even though we were there together, we discovered that uh, we had different majors. He was an art major and I was an accounting major. And mm -hmm. we grew apart because we had different lives um, mm -hmm. on a small campus. But that's okay. You know, God had a plan. Mm -hmm. But what I discovered coming over was that, um, you know, in, in Cayman, in your own culture, you're comfortable, you, you know, you, you have a different way of speaking and you're going to encounter others who speaks the same way and mm -hmm. to turn on my American, you know, um, accent and mm -hmm. really high. I had to kind of shed <laughs> off my old self so I could fit in. Um, so I did that, um, and I thought I did it pretty good because I went to an um, American curriculum school in Cayman. I went to Triple C school. So mm. I felt like, you know, I could fit in. But I learned very quickly that Anderson, Indiana is very different from Grand Cayman, you know? Oh. Um, but I think and, what, what you're talking about as well, we call that code switching when you yeah. switch back and forth. And, and you know what? I just learned about code switching here recently um, in, in the doctoral program. I was like, wow, I I've been doing that all my life. Exactly. exactly. All my life. Because even in Cayman, you do it. You, you know? still have to. Yes. It's like yeah. you make jokes about it, but that's what it is. Like, for example, a telephone call. You could just be like having a, a trivial argument with a sibling at home and you deep down in the dialect, like, what she did that for? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> the phone ring. Hello, are we speaking to Mr. Navas? Oh, oh, yeah, hello, this is him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Yeah, code switching. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> you know, when I code switch <clears throat> is when I get angry. Mm. Then you know something is different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard to pull back in the accent. Oh, it's yeah. real hard. It's really hard. <laughs> A lot of code switching. Mm. It's um, a survival tactic, I think. It survival really trait. is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to fit in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fit in with my new peers. And um, I actually wrote an autoethnography about my undergraduate um, experience. It was a wonderful experience. Um, like I said, I, I love the community that I was in. The people mm -hmm. are really, you know, kind and loving. And it, it helps that we're a Christian institution. Mm -hmm. We have shared values. But I did experience some racism, microaggressions. Mm -hmm. um, one of uh, the fun parts of, you know, my culture shock uh, as a student was, you know, showing up to class nicely dressed on time with my books in front of me. And I see some students coming in and they're like in their pajamas and their flip flops. Mm -hmm. You know, they look like they just rolled out of bed. Some mm -hmm. food in their hand. Some of them I did. Was like, <laughs> I was like, is this appropriate? Like, this is this is disrespectful, you know? <laughs> we grew up wearing uniforms and rules and rules and rules. And yeah. college was a different story altogether. That's exactly my reaction when I started university as well. Okay. I was like, wait, what? They eventually broke me down near the end of my second okay. year, and I rolled in some, some jogs as well. <laughs> 
oh yeah it's like once you figure it out it's like okay i can wear that too you know yeah <laughs> they, i learned they, how to they, skip classes yeah. <laughs> oh my word yeah uh, yeah they made me bad i should call their names too but i'll be <laughs> <laughs> But you, that that is definitely one thing that definitely shocked us coming from well, the strict regulations we had growing up, going yeah, through school exactly. systems and that stuff. Even like chewing gum in class, you know, I'd feel guilty for a while. Like, oh, I don't know if I should chew gum. Um, but it was, yeah, you know. You got so hide it under your tongue. Seriously. <laughs> It, sure, yeah. it definitely there was you know the little things like that and i remember uh, this was amazing like when we went uh we had an international student group and we were very small i think the group was less than fewer than like eight of us mm-hmm. and um our international student advisor had us over to her house you know to just kind of bring us together in a casual space mm-hmm. and uh one of the things that she served us was cold fried chicken no sir yep and my wait, friend wait, wait, Desiree, uh, uh, Mm-hmm. Cold. Okay, so if it, I think that's a little. Mm, well, anyway. my friend, my friend Desiree, who's from St. Kitts, she and I looked at each other and we we're like, "You think you need to microwave this?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was cold, and apparently Americans do that. I've I've lived here now. I don't know how long I've been here now. I have never served cold chicken, but apparently that's a cultural thing. No! Oh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I mean, just learning things like that. I was telling my kids the other day when we were eating dinner, um, we were having barbecue chicken. And um, I told Scotty, one of the things that I learned was, apparently, you refer to uh, chicken breast as white meat and, you know, the chicken leg and chicken thigh as Mm -hmm. dark meat over Mm -hmm. here. And I said, I remember when I was in the cafeteria wanting some chicken. And they asked me that, and I didn't realize that chicken was dark or white and i was like i don't know what does that mean it's cooked or not cooked you know (laughs) that is a good point like i had that kind of aha moment years ago as well (laughs) but you know that's cultural because we don't call we just call it chicken it's just chicken mm -hmm. which piece of the chicken chicken you want want? exactly what piece you want you weren't even asked what part of chicken you wanted you eat the chicken that's in front of you i love it that's yeah. oh, that's childhood. That hit me right there. But you're right. Mm. <laughs> it's a simple, simple little things, though. Simple, little tiny little like things that. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, but no, to... my experience was incredible as an undergraduate student. I loved everything about it. Um, I actually remember the first day I saw snow, and that was one of the reasons I chose Anderson University mm. is because I wanted to be in an area that had four seasons. <clears throat> okay. And I wanted to see snow. And the first day it snowed, I ran outside of my dormitory. It was called Rice Hall. Ran outside in my t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops because I could not wait to get outside and feel it. Oh. I did the the uh, typical thing where you stick out your tongue and you wait for the, uh-huh. for the touch. Uh-huh. And I made a tiny little snowman. Uh, oh. It was incredible. Well, I you, loved said, it. you couldn't get time to pile up some more. You just started building. <laughs> I started to build scraping a tiny it, little snowman. Scraping it off the grass. <laughs> That's for real. He had little bits of dirt in him and everything. Yeah, I pictured it. Beautiful. It's exactly how I pictured it. Right. So we're going to jump up and down now with your story again. Sure. Because I forgot to ask a very crucial question. Oh, what's that? Who are you for? <laughs> Who, are you... <laughs> <laughs> Who are your people is? Oh, my 
my goodness, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. All right, so my father is, um, his real name is Evelyn Scott, um, mm. but he's known as Prince or Princess. Princess. From Cayman Brack. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he was a sea captain and, you know, traveled all over the world. And that mm-hmm. has um, uh, a connection to my name. I'll tell you that in a minute. My mother is from um, Colombia. Her name mm. is Mercedes Scott. Mercedes Moreno. And then um, my father was Scott. Scott so. Oh. Yeah, my last name was Scott, which was so much easier because my name is so different and people uh, have such a hard time with it. And so when I had the last name of Scott, it was so much easier to- <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> to be the, called the name. Do you mean so, householder? Householder is my household. name. Oh. And, and people have just a hard time with my name. They just which, which part of your name were they struggling with? Because the, the first name or because you just- name. Okay, so it was Swahil Scott. Scott. Okay. All right. So Scott was the easy part. So they would just call you Scott sometimes? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. So they went on military on you like, Scott, just because yes. they didn't want to say Swahil. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be annoying if I was, yeah, that would be annoying for me, actually. Yeah, they call me Miss Scott. Sometimes, you know, you don't know when you look at my first name, whether it's a woman or, you know, a male or female. So I would get a lot of Mr. Scott until someone would actually meet me and be like, oh, okay, so you're a woman. Oh, <laughs> oh girl. Oh, not being misgendered on paper. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, but yeah. It would have upset me. It would actually, it would have upset me a little bit. But it's one of those things you you brush off. Yeah, you just yeah. get, you know, it's just like code switching, right? You just, yeah. it's something that you become accustomed to. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's no problem. Let me educate you. Beautiful name as well. Well, thank you. Swahil. So, my parents met um, in Venezuela in a port. Oh, my. On a port because my father was, you know, uh, a traveling sea captain. This is so romantic already. Go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) And I think, I want to say they met like three times and my father fell in love and they got married, you know. one of the voyages, apparently, my mother was with him um, on the ship. And apparently back in the day, I, I used to think that they were making the story up, but then I, I validated it. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, back in the day, my mother would travel with my father um, and she was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. She would see that he would write this name of a star in a book. He would write this name all the time and she asked him what's that and she loved the name but she wanted to understand well why is he just writing this name all the time and he said um i am positioned i i am i am not as a navigator i am recording the position of the ship mm-hmm. and at that time they were doing it by the stars oh, and wow. the, the name of the star that he was writing was suhail it which is if you look it up it is spelled s-u-a eight no s-u-h A-I-L, which Mm -hmm. is actually, it's an Arabic name. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she just loved it. And she said, you know what? Um, She said it in Spanish because she's Colombian. You know, she said, Prince, if we have a daughter, I want to name her. So she changed the spelling of it a little bit. She said, I want to name her Swail Rosita. 
and she said, and we're going to have a girl. That's what she, she was determined. And so here I am today. But uh -huh. yes, you know, oh. I, I, I thought my parents were making that story up for the longest time. But like, how did whatever. you validate it? I looked it up one day. I was like, okay. Um, you know how people like have meanings for their names and, and all mm -hmm. of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to find my name, but I'm going to look it up. And so mm -hmm. Googled it basically. Um, <laughs> and uh, I found the spelling Suhail and it said it's a constellation um, in the something of Lambda Valorum. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and in a star chart and I found the star. Oh the star God. of Sue Hale, and it's true. Oh. And I've hey. since met a few people from, um, you know, Arabic countries. Mm -hmm. We do have international students from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll interact with them, and I asked, "Have you seen the star Sue Hale?" And they said, "Yes." In the summer months, it's a very bright star in our in our countries. Oh, I so, need to go look this up myself. Yes. How is? <laughs> The star itself is like cultural. They all just. They all know it. Yes. Oh. Oh, because it's because it's they, you, they can see it in those countries during the summertime. Exactly. Oh. Yes. Also, there's some prominence in there. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful story. And, it is. Um, for the longest time, I didn't believe my parents, but um, yeah, there's some romance in that, and oh, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. It's unique. I have never met another Swahili. And uh, so when we had, I have two children. Um, uh, my daughter is the youngest. She's age 10. And Scotty, is, he's named after her last name, mm. my last name. Scotty is 17. Um, but when we had my daughter, um, I told my husband, I was like, I want my name to live on. So I want that oh. to be one of her middle names. So her name is Olivia Ruth Swahil Householder. So she oh, has beautiful. middle names. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There you go. Thank you for, for sharing that. Again, that yeah. that story is so beautiful, and I need to sell it. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> and I need to sell it. Well, you're, you're welcome to do that. We could put you in touch with Antonio. And I need to write that. Mm -hmm. My name is, is so interesting. You know, I got I got people in Cayman that have very interp very interesting interpretations of it. I know that there's one person back there who calls me Shoe Heel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, somebody had to butcher it. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know what? She's a sweet little Caymanian old woman. And, I, you know, I never corrected her. I was like, that's okay. You can call me Shoe Heel, sweetie. My sweet. Yeah. All right. So, remember, say we were going to dance up and down, know your story. Yeah. You said you moved when you were 16. Yeah. But prior to that, you lived in Cayman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you went to Triple C school. I did. <clears throat> I heard that you were a contestant in Miss Teen. Oh, yes. I was Miss Teen Cayman Islands at some oh, point. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I heard that you were Miss Teen. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And I knew you were going to ask me, and I meant to look up the years because I forget what year I was Miss Teen Cayman. It was 1990-something. Mm -hmm. uh, 1991 maybe I was I was a very young Miss Teen I think I was 13 13? Yeah, I was okay. 13 so when you won Miss Teen can you remember anything about your experience on the pageant and something that yeah, you took away from it I first of all I don't remember why I entered it um, 
I was working at Cayman National Bank as a customer service, mm-hmm. um, you know, dur- during the summer. And I guess somebody had approached me and I said, sure, okay, I could do that. Um, but yeah, you know, I was asked a question, like the final question. I remember um, when I answered it, there was like this roar um, in the audience. Like they really liked my answer. But anyway, the, 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 roar, <laughs> the support of the audience was amazing. I played the flute for my talent um, portion. Uh, I remember you played, wait, wait, you played the flute? I played the flute, yeah. Friends are friends. No, not with friends forever, no. Them. I don't remember. <laughs> Can you still play the flute? Do you still keep it up? I still have the flute, oh. um, but I don't play it. I can't say I remember how to play it well. Mm. Well, that's a personal challenge I'll put back on you there. Yeah. I've always, always advocated for people to express their creative sides, especially in music. So I think you should pick that back up. <laughs> Maybe we can do a little duet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a little bit. Um, yeah. Fly you down for Kemande. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Swahili and the folk singers. That was an amazing experience. But you know what? The prizes back then aren't what they're getting today. Oh my goodness, I'm a little bit jealous. Oh I really? Got a stereo and a hand-me-down crown and. <laughs> I don't remember what else, but it was just like, I don't know, a gift certificate, you know. When you say a stereo, stereo, I'm just thinking, I bet you it was sponsored by like Funka Tangs or shit. It was from Funka Tangs. What? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, big up Funka Tangs. That's funny. All right, pull it back in, behave myself now. So let's talk about your life in Indiana and your life in Cayman. So do you do you go back and forth? Do you visit Cayman often or? Not as often as I'd like. Um, mm. It's so expensive to travel home. I hear that. Um, and both my parents have passed away. And so oh I actually do feel like an orphan when I go back home. Um, like I don't belong oh. anymore. Oh, no. um, but I do have family there. My sister, Lisi, is there and my four nieces and, um, you know, they're growing their families as well. And my father and all of the Brack, you know, he, I, I have so many cousins, um, you know, from the Brack. And it's, it's so funny. The last time I was home, I walked and became a national bank and I saw somebody and I was like, I know I'm family to him. <laughs> I, walked up, I, I walked up to him because I could tell like the features of his face is like he looks like a Scot and sure enough he was one of my cousins <laughs> mm-hmm. so what are three things I'll stick with number three three things that you wish you could have from Cayman in Indiana yeah you know what in this pandemic mm-hmm. that was the thing I missed the most was to see the ocean mm. to feel the sand mm-hmm. um, I, I miss that tremendously you know you know growing up in west bay mm-hmm. driving along seven mile beach mm-hmm. took that for granted and now i crave it i cannot wait for the day i go back home i have not been home in, since the pandemic um mm-hmm. the last time i was home i actually took a group of anderson university mba students mm-hmm. um so that they could learn about our culture and um you know how you do business in Cayman. that was the last time i was home um that would have been 20, it would have been 2019. Mm. 
so it's been a while. Um, it's, a, it's a while. We, it's been a while, but the beach. We'll get you home soon. <laughs> Seven Mile Beach. I cannot wait for my to, to go and. Girl, I don't know if it'll look the same by the time me and you go visit, but. <laughs> oh, but it, it definitely not Indiana. There you go. Yeah. So I definitely but, take Seven Mile Beach portions mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. and um, it, and I don't. I, I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna keep it in that element. The sunsets. Oh. oh, that's just, I miss that so much. The oh, colors. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I miss the food, King. I cannot cook. I cannot <laughs> cook back home. I miss that so much. I'm going to count it. I am not a cook. <laughs> Sorry. I, I love your honesty. You owned it. That's oh okay. The, the Every time I have gone home and I've had the opportunity to be by myself, the first mm-hmm. place I go, Champion House. The, which Not one? number two. T- number one, thank you. Number one. Mm-hmm. Champion House too. I don't know if I'm listening, but I'm not going to do something. I don't know what happened. In there. <laughs> and I don't know what happened, especially when I changed the carrot juice. Why you <laughs> did that for? Why you did that for? Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, the taste of Champion House. If I could have that window, I could just walk up to that portal of that window mm. and order some curry chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Anything I get from there, I would get a glass of the, 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 the orange, hear me orange, carrot juice, yeah. carrot drink. Mm-hmm. When they put it in the little, um, well, yeah, it's a blue and teal wax cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even that is like nostalgic for me. <laughs> Sorry. The, sim- the simple things, the simple it, things. It really is. Uh, let's go with three again. Three things from Indiana yeah. that you've grown to really appreciate, like, well, I don't at think this I point in your life, third item from Cayman. You said the food. You said the that beach, the, the sunset. Beach. No, the sunset is the part of the beach. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was okay. cheating. I was cheating. Okay. All but right. actually, I would have a hard time picking a third because I just take the whole island and bring it here. Well, I can put the sunset as number two then. <laughs> so we can call that tree. You gave a college answer where you go above and beyond. And you try and weasel in and extend paragraphs and stuff because you want a top mark. Okay, that's what you did. Guilty mm-hmm. as charged. <laughs> now, what would I take from Indiana back home? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'd definitely take my family. Mm-hmm. My family here is what keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, oh gosh, I don't know. I would take my university over there. I would love an Anderson University campus mm-hmm. in, Ander- in, in, in in Grand Cayman. I would love to be able to share our mission and educate young Caymanians um, through the opportunities that we offer. That would be that would be a dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, third thing. Yeah, we have family. We have the university yeah i don't know that's a hard thing there's so many things Um, (laughs) well just something you not that you have to bring it back but something that you've grown to truly appreciate in indiana Hmm. favorite corner store snack 
being able to order something online and it show up at your house. <laughs> I can order something from Amazon today and I can get it in the evening. Gosh, I just did that. <laughs> no going to the post office. No clearing customs. None of that. <laughs> like I said, I, door. I appreciate your honesty so much. It's true, you know. It's true, <laughs> bad. It's true. <laughs> Another question for you. Yeah. This one's a little light, but a little deep still. What does bliss look like for you, Swahil? Bliss? Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal question. I think bliss is my family um, and harmony and the melody of, of our relationships. Mm. You know, the memories that we make together. Mm. Oh, you're gonna make me emotional, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I love the, the time we spend together and mm -hmm. the memories that we make. That's bliss, the laughter. Oh the yes, the, oh the, yes. The, the language that only we understand in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. We are, we are a silly family. I mean, mm -hmm. we just laugh so much, and it is, that is wonderful. <laughs> I am an advocate for <clears throat> laughter. You need to laugh at least about 27 times per day. It's good for your abdominal muscles. <laughs> Yeah. It's good for your heart. I need and to laugh more. <laughs> good for your heart, good for your blood pressure, good for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my son, Scotty, and my, my husband, they're hilarious. They are so funny. They're funny people. <laughs> and um, I am not witty. I am not good at being sarcastic, but they are excellent at those things and they, they bring they bring it to the table and it's, it's oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I think you're a bit witty. I just, um, <laughs> yeah. It's, they must have rubbed off on you. You just never realized. Well, yeah. <laughs> My husband has rubbed off on me for sure. There you go. That's beautiful. Hope you can bring them all coming on to Kemande. Love to meet them. <laughs> I would love to. Well, you know, we're going to try and do a K-Man Day here in the, in the U.S., right? Mm, let's segue that into what I completely forgot, which was <laughs> Swahilia, also the regional director for the U.S., K-Man yes. Connection regional director. Oh, my. I am a co-regional uh, ma manager of the United States. I, I uh, oh. volunteered. Uh, Kate put out a call for volunteers and I wrote to her and I said, hey, I'd be interested. Maybe I could be your higher education specialist. <laughs> um, and she took me up on that offer and it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful way to connect with other Caymanians. Mm -hmm. And in my attempt to grow the network here in the United States, I found another person that I thought would be an important um, member of, you know, growing the team. And so Paula Jackson is also a co-regional manager for um, the United States. Oh, I think we're actually going to be speaking with Paula soon as well to find out her half of the story. <laughs> um, I love what... Paula. And you know how I met Paula? I didn't know Paula back home in Cayman. I met her through Cayman Connect. As small as Cayman is, we, we would have seen each other probably, but we don't yeah. know each other until we all 
became the diaspora, we moved away. Yeah. And then when we reconnected through K-Man Connection, that's when we really got to know each other. You. So you said, you hinted just now that you were looking to do a K-Man Day in the US. Yes. All right, so, so tell us tell us about that and your plans for the K-Man Connection Network. That, it, briefly, you don't have to go full detail, but just briefly, what's in, what's in store? So Paula and I have um, come together and we were like, you know, we want to do a K-Man Day over here as well. But it's so different because we don't have the structure of K-Man Connection like the UK does. The UK has, you know, uh, actual officers and um, you have events and you're, it's a smaller country so you can bring people together in a way that we can't here in the United States. Mm. So we were, you know, trying to brainstorm like how, because there's so many states here, we're so many distances apart and so we're like, where can we have an event that we can bring the most Caymanians together? Mm. And we, I did a casual poll on Facebook. Miami, not true. And LinkedIn. No, you know where it is? It's Tampa. I should have said Tampa first. You know how many Caymanians in Tampa? Oh my e Lord. Exactly, <laughs> King. We were like, we need to bring this day to Tampa. So we have made a proposal Mm -hmm. to have a Cayman Bay on Sunday, September 18th of this year. Uh, we're planning to do a, um, a rental of a home, a private home, where on a Sunday afternoon, we invite you to come over to eat some, you know, curried chicken and jerk chicken mm -hmm. and rice and beans. Mm -hmm. and have a few, you know, beverages Guess. and just play some mm -hmm. dominoes. Just come together as we mm -hmm. would at home. Mm -hmm. So we are That's really it. excited about that opportunity. We're um, looking for sponsors, um, hopefully from Cayman, to help us put it together. Um, oh, it'll come together. Mm -hmm. I hope so, because it would be fun. It would be so much fun um, <laughs> to make those connections in person. We've been making mm -hmm. connections online. We've got LinkedIn. We've got Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, we've got WhatsApp. So mm -hmm. we, we are finding ourselves here around the United States um, on social networks, but we need to come together as, you know, face to face. This is wonderful work. Thank you so much. Um, for I'm humbled by the opportunity to be here um, and share oh, my story. Thank you so much, yeah. Swahil. <laughs>